should be live now. Mm -hmm. I have a 10 minute delay, sorry for the tardiness. We had some people that were already occupying this room before we came in, so then I had extra stuff to set up today. So we now should be live. Hope everybody's having a great day today as we are. We'd like to say good evening to everyone. So as you can see from the title, we will be talking about David and Goliath. And as I posted earlier, I'm sure we all know of the story where this unarmed young man faced off against this giant that was fully armored and ended up winning. That's just of it. But it is a lot more that we can take from that story. It is a lot. And some of those we will get to tonight as we discuss it. So without any further ado, Pass it, over, pass it over to Minister uh, Tony Banks. Um, before we move too far, we'd like to stop and take a minute to say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for being so gracious, so kind, so loving, so merciful to us. Thank you for all the things that you continue to do for us, Lord. Thank you for how you continue to bring us from one week to the next week, how you've blessed us with so many things to discuss and so many things sometimes we can't even get to them all which we know we never get to everything but lord we just thank you for the opportunity to let our light shine that you would receive the glory from our lives so we pray that someone would have their understanding open lord someone would become curious about you and who you are and so we pray that we can be put in the positions to help these people lord and not only allow them, allow us to help them, but them to also help us, to question us on things that we may not even know so that we can go and find the answers to. So we pray these many blessings, Lord, in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we're going to turn your attention to 1 Samuel chapter 17, and we'll start at verse 40, and then we'll backtrack. But I just want to um, kind of open it up with one of the focus verses that we're going to talk about so that's first samuel chapter 17 and verse 40 right and he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag which he had even in his scrip and his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the philistine now what we have here is David now we're not gonna go back and read the entire story because it's a lot of reading but we have David here and he's about to go into battle with Goliath and we know the story uh, we've seen it portrayed in movies TV shows cartoons um, someone sent me earlier uh, the cartoon VeggieTales on how they had <laughs> David <laughs> It was a it was a good uh, description just to get kids to understand just how powerful God is. But but anyway, so David he he finds himself going up against a giant and is going to tell us. But I was doing some research and David he had to be extremely young because he had eight brothers and three of them were in the army of Israel. And you had to be at least 20 to be in the army. So 
he had to be really young. Uh, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time trying to figure out how, how old he was. But we see here in verse 40, it says, again, David took up his staff and he went to the brook. The brook is nothing but water here, a river, a stream, a creek, a pond, whatever you want to call it. It's water. He went to the water and he chose five smooth stones out of the water. Now, somebody say that that really don't mean that much, but this is right before the fight, and what David is showing us is that we must go to the water. That and, and we haven't focused on baptism much lately, but it's shown all throughout the Bible. Uh, even when we go back and we look at Elijah how he was translated. He had to cross over the water before he left here. So it's shown so many times the role that the water plays. So here we find David, before he goes to battle, before he goes to battle, he arms himself with five stones. Now these five stones represented the Lord Jesus. If you take the time to spell out his name, that's J-E-S-U-S, -S, that's five letters. So these five stones here represented David picking up Jesus in the water. Now we're going to go back though. We're going to go back to verse 38 and we're going to read down just to get a better understanding. But I just wanted to introduce that David here picks up Jesus at the water and that is what is going to make him victorious because he went to the water and picked up Jesus so verse 38 and Saul armed David with his armor and he put a helmet of brass upon his head also he armed him with a coat of mail now Saul here is the king of Israel at the time Saul is a grown man he's been into many battles but Saul, and as well as everybody else in Israel, were afraid of Goliath. So David convinces Saul to allow him to fight against Goliath. And he does that because he told him how he has fought off a bear. He has fought off a lion. And so he's made Saul a believer and said, well, I'll, I'll let you go. So Saul gives David Saul's armor. He gives him his own armor, and he gives him his sword. But now keep in mind, Saul is a grown man. He's, he's of age. I don't know exactly how old he was, but he's of age. David is nothing but a, a child. He, he's around teenager's age. I believe he was a teenager. But the scripture doesn't tell us. It just tells us that he was really young. And so... Obviously, he had to be small in stature, which, which the scripture does tell us. Um, he was very rooty. He was very short. So David, the Bible told us he was the tallest person in, uh, excuse me, Saul was the tallest person in Israel at the time. So we have Saul giving David his armor, which is going to be way too big for David, which is why we see what happens in the next verse. 
And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off him. He said, look, man, I can't go with this. I never I never went out there with this on. This stuff is too big for me. I, he was going to go, but the armor and the sword, it was too much for David. It was too big. That Those were the things that Saul used. Saul didn't use a child's sword. He didn't use child's armors. So... David said, man, I haven't used this stuff before. This stuff too heavy. And I can only imagine he could barely move with that stuff. So he took it off. Now, Saul, remember this. Saul gives him the armor, and he takes the armor back off. Yeah, our lights went off. We're having some issues with the lights. So Saul gives him armor. David takes that armor back off. And that's where we come back down to verse 40. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had even in his scrip. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. So David said, this is all the armor I need. All I need is to be equipped with the stones and the sling and the staff that they used that he carried around. David was a shepherd. So he took off the armor that Saul gave him and put on the armor of the Lord because in the book of Ephesians it tells us uh, to put on the whole armor of God. And what David did by picking up those five stones was is represented of how he put on Christ. He put on the armor of the Lord Jesus. We know we can do all things through Jesus. And so now that David, and notice again, I point out, he had to go to the water to get it. He, he didn't pick up stones from a tree. He didn't pick up, he didn't go to somebody's house and pick up these stones. He did it in the water. And God has continued over time to show us the importance of the water. So the stones here. We see David picks up the stones. Let's keep going down. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David. And the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and, a, and, a, and of a fair countenance. He looks at David. He said, man, this is a child. What, what is he going to do with me? See, Goliath had been out there for 40 days telling the Israelites someone fight me and if they can slay me the Philistines will become Israel's servants but if I slay them then Israel is going to be the Philistine Philistine servants so this is who y'all have to see it this little boy he's too small he don't even have armor on. But what Goliath did not know is David is that David had put on the armor of the Lord. That's what he did is represented in those five stones. It's represented there. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? 
And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. He's got nothing but sticks. What, what's he going to do to me? He's got nothing but sticks. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Mm -hmm. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. David said, You have on all of your armor, but I come to you with armor that is in the name of the Lord. And now we know who the name of the Lord is. Uh, when Paul was headed down to Damascus and he was hit with a roadblock and he was blinded, he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus. So we know the name that David went against Goliath in was Jesus representing those five stones that he had he had to pick that up at the water he had to if we we might pick this up but in Galatians the third chapter verse 27 it says for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ David put on the armor of the Lord he put on Christ by going in the water the water, <laughs> picking up those stones, again, represents Jesus. And we know we can do all things through Christ. So David says, you have swords, spears, you got a shield, you have all of this stuff. But what I have, I have God on my side. David has put on the armor of the Lord. And physically, he took off all of his armor. So we look at him and we say, man, <laughs> I'm sure the Philistines were looking at him and said, man, he's in trouble because <laughs> there is no way that little boy is going to do anything with this giant. And this giant is equipped with all types of armor. So that's why today people would talk so much about their guns and their nuclear weapons and swords and uh, so many things, fireworks, it, it doesn't matter what it is. If we have God, if we have put on Christ, if we have God on our behalf, who can be, who can be against us? It does not matter how the situation uh, looks because that's the way God operates. God puts us in so many situations where it seems as if we should lose. But he wants to get the glory out of it. And so every time you'll be victorious, every time. But he's going to make it appear as if you should lose. But that's so someone can say, man, that had to be God. That's for a witness. For somebody to attest to the fact that God was for that person. So here we're going to see God be for David. So let's drop down to 49. And David put his hand, and David put his hand in his bag, and took thence a stone and slung it, and smote the Philistine in his forehead, that the stone sunk into his forehead, and he fell upon his face to the earth. Glory to God. David put his hand 
in the bag. Now, it said it was a shepherd's bag. Now, we know Jesus said he's the good shepherd. He put his hand in the bag, and he took one of those stones that he had picked up. Now, these stones represented Jesus. He picked up one of these stones. He hit Goliath so hard, the scripture said the stone sunk into his forehead. Now, <laughs> where could a small boy get this much strength to sling a stone so that it would sink in someone's forehead, so that it would <laughs> break someone's skull? Today, we say we need a gun to do something like that. But David did it with the power of God. So by using those stones, one of those stones, he was able to defeat Goliath. And I'd imagine everyone there, they weren't expecting David to come out victorious. Now, that, that's me now. That, that's not scripture. But with the way everyone in Israel was afraid, I don't know. I cannot say for sure that people expected him to win. But that's, again, that's the situations that God puts us in. It seems as if we're going to lose. But if we understand God, if we trust in God, we are going to be victorious every time. No matter what trial it is. Today, it's not physical as it was uh, back then. Today, God is not telling you to go against this person. I want you to go fight this person and destroy them. That's not what God is telling us today. Now we have so many other battles we have to fight. But God has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So no matter what the situation is, no matter what the Goliath in your life is, God is still going to allow you to prosper if we put on the whole armor of God and, and that's what I want to uh, that's what I want to look at putting on the whole armor of God so let's go back to uh, chapter 16 and we're going to look at verse 13 because David had on the full armor of God we, we see he went to the water and picked up the stones which represented water baptism now we're going to look at in chapter 16 where he picked up the Holy Ghost now we know the two things that Jesus said we must he said we must be born again of water and spirit so I want to look at the two things here and I want to show you how David picked them up Verse 13, 13. Mm -hmm. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So there's no argument there. The Spirit of the Lord was upon David. So I want to go to the book of Acts because there are a lot of us today, there are a lot of people today who do not have on the full armor of God. So when the Goliath of your life, when the situation arises, when when God expects you to act one way, we're going to act the other way 
contrary to God because we have not put on the full armor. We, we don't know how to fight the battles today because the scripture said the battle is not ours, it's the Lord's. So God wants us equipped with everything we need for this journey through life. So let's look at the book of Acts and we'll look at the 10th chapter because there are different groups of people out there. There are some who don't have on any armor, hadn't been baptized, have not received the Holy Ghost, but I'm pointing these things out so that we can equip ourselves. Nobody starts out with it. We have to be equipped with it. So these things are uh, for our understanding and our learning so that we can uh, be the people that God is calling us to be. So if we look at Acts the 10th chapter, we're going to see a group of people who did not have on the full armor. They had the water, uh, excuse me, they had the spirit with no water. So Acts the 10th chapter, we'll look at verse 44 as we lose our lights. <laughs> again well that's that's all right so um acts chapter 10 and verse 44 mm -hmm. while peter yet spake these words the holy ghost fell on all of them which heard the word now what we have here is a group of people who will receive part of the armor they receive the holy ghost here now they have not been baptized so we see only they have part of the armor. Now we'll drop down to verse 47. But it's important that we are fully equipped with all of the gear that we need. For instance, if we're going, now we see people ride bikes uh, and they give you a helmet, shoulder pad, excuse me, elbow pads, knee pads. But now, a lot of times we'll see people with, they may have on knee pads and no helmet. Now what good is that going to do them if they f actually fall off of the bike? They better pray that they don't hit their head because that's, that's going to be a, a, at least a headache if not something worse. So I use that illustration to point out that if we are not fully equipped with the things God told us to do, then it's not going to end well for us. It's not going to go well. We won't be able to withstand the tricks of the devil. So we see here in chapter 10 and verse 44 that a group of people receive the spirit of the Lord. They receive the Holy Ghost. 
So if we drop down to verse 47, let's look at 47. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Now, Peter here says, hold on now. Can they reject water or can anyone here stop them from being baptized? Because they need to go to the water the same way David had to go to the water to pick up Jesus. Now, in our day today, we go to the water to put on Christ, to pick up Jesus, to pick up the name of the Lord. So Peter and Peter understood that as well as anyone did. So he said they have to go to the water because they got the Holy Ghost. They got part of the armor. They've been equipped with half of it. But again, I say, if you're riding a bike, if you're riding a motorcycle, what good is having knee pads on and no helmet? What good is that? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. He commanded them to go to the water. To pick up <laughs> that five, the five-letter word. To pick up Jesus at the water. Because it is necessary. Today somebody said, well, you don't have to be baptized. Peter said, can you forbid water? Are we going to believe the scriptures or are we going to believe what someone says? So let's go to the eighth chapter because somebody out there has been baptized and have no Holy Ghost. Again, though, what good? Now you might have on your helmet, but what good is it if you don't have on your elbow pads and your knee pads? If you're riding on a motorcycle and have an accident, now you're still going to scar up the rest of your body. You're still going to uh, do damage to yourself because you did not have any protection. So we're going to look at Acts, the eighth chapter, and we'll start with verse 12. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. They, they took on the name of Jesus. They went to the water. They went to the water. So, let's keep going down to 13. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. So Simon also, we see uh, all the other people in this area, the specific people that uh, Philip had been preaching to, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Notice that. Notice they were Notice what five-letter word they were baptized in. In the name of Jesus, the name of the stone, and we'll. I might look at that uh, another time. But in one place, uh, the Bible says the stone that the builders refuse has become the head of the corner. It talks. In one place, uh, really it's multiple places, uh, but it references Jesus as a stone. Same thing David went down there and picked up at the water. It references Jesus as a stone because so many people are refusing that name. People will get baptized today and refuse to do it in the name of Jesus. 
But we see here the people of Scripture, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. We just seen in Acts the 10th chapter, Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. We already know what the name of the Lord is, the name of Jesus. So Simon is baptized and other people are baptized as well. So we see they have a part of the armor of the Lord, but they don't have on the whole armor. Because let's see what happens after this. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. Now, people back in Jerusalem heard, the apostles heard that in Samaria, now these are two different places obviously, they hear that these people have received the word of God. They heard these people been baptized. They've been believing on the name of Jesus. So they sent Peter and John. Now why would they do this though? Let's keep going. Who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. They prayed for them so they could put on the whole armor of God. They prayed for them because going to the water is not enough. You must also be equipped with the Holy Ghost. Putting on, again, putting on the elbow pads and you want to ride your motorcycle at 100 miles per hour, it's not going to be enough. If you don't put on your helmet, they had, we have to be fully equipped. What good is putting on your helmet and you're not going to put on a shirt? Trying to drive that fast, the wind is going to eat you up. We have to be fully equipped. So Peter and John, the apostles, if anybody understands the word of God, it was the apostles. So they sent Peter and John so that these people could be fully equipped to withstand the attack of the devil, the attack of the enemy. So they sent them down there so that they can be filled with the Holy Ghost because one without the other is not enough. Because again, Jesus said we must be born of water and spirit, not just one or the other. We must be born of both. That's why we see David, when he was anointed by the prophet Samuel, he received the spirit. But we still see David go to the water. We still see that. It foreshadowed the New Testament. It foreshadowed us today. We must be fully armed with the armor of the Lord. So let's keep going down to verse 16. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them. Only, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. For as yet, the Holy Ghost was on none of them. Even though they were baptized. We got a group of people that say once you, once you just call on the name of Jesus, you automatically have the Holy Ghost. That's not what the scripture says. The scripture here declares they didn't even have the Holy Ghost. But they went so far as baptized, so far as getting baptized. And even before that, in verse 12 and 13, it told us they believed on the name of Jesus. They believed, hadn't got baptized though. So we see one group in Acts chapter 10 who did not have, uh, they get the spirit and then they had to get water baptized. Here we see a group of people who get baptized but they didn't have the spirit so we see 
multiple groups of people who needed to put on the whole armor of God. And again, God has not changed. He is still requiring us today to still put on the whole armor of God. Because once we do this, we put on Christ. Let's look at Galatians 3 and 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. This goes to those who have been baptized in the name of Jesus. Because if they have, they have put on Christ. They have taken on the name of Jesus. They have taken on the blood that he shed for us. So... That's what we see when David went down to pick up those five stones. He picked up Christ. He put on Christ. He told Goliath right after that, he said, He has came in the name of the Lord of hosts. The name of the Lord is Jesus. Jesus himself tells us that. So don't be deceived. Because a lot of people will say, baptism don't mean anything. <laughs> so many people will say, baptism don't mean anything. So you, is it not important to put on Christ? To put on the armor of the Lord? To be equipped with what it takes for our deliverance, our salvation? So, Again, that is why we see David go and pick up those stones. And the power of God is way more powerful than we can ever be. There is no way in the world David would have been able to hit Goliath with a stone that hard to sink into his skull and to kill him just from one hit. But that is because God was with him. And if God be for us, who can be against us? So this is the God that we serve today. If we would line up to his will, again, we'll prosper. We'll be victorious. He has so many blessings for us. He has an inheritance for us. But it has to be according to his will, according to how he said do things. That's what got Saul in trouble, King Saul. And that's what brought David into the picture because Saul messed up. God told him to go against the Amalekites. And when he went down there, don't leave anything. Don't leave any animals. Don't leave anything. Don't take anything with you. But they still brought the king and they still brought the animals. But Saul, uh, he told Samuel, he did it because of the people, because of what the people said. He was afraid of them because the people said, we need to take this. We need to bring, man, we can use these animals. But God told him, don't, don't take those animals. And that is a dangerous situation when we listen to what people say. Because today, people say you don't have to get baptized. But we see all throughout scripture, Peter and John, 
we see just the importance on baptism. When we look at Acts chapter 10, after people receive the Holy Ghost, a lot of people today will say, well, they're saved already. They don't need to do nothing else. But Peter said, look, we got to get them baptized. We won't leave here until they get baptized. Because Peter understood they had to put on Christ the full armor. So again, we see the importance of the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 8. They were baptized already. But with the knowledge and understanding that the apostles had, they left Jerusalem, went all the way to Samaria just so these people could receive the Holy Ghost because our salvation is just that important. Our salvation means just that much. So I'm praying today that we would put on the whole armor of God, the same armor that David armed himself with to defeat Goliath, the same armor that David armed himself with when he defeated a lion with his bare hands, the same armor that David equipped himself with when he defeated a bear with his bare hands. So if we understand the God that we serve today, we would understand the situations that we're stressing over, the situations that we have so much anxiety over. God has a way for us to escape those things, the temptations of this life, the trials and tribulation. God's already made a way for us to come through. If we would focus on him, if we would follow his will. Somebody said, well, getting baptized ain't going to change my situation. But that, but if you put on Christ, he will change your situation. He will. If you receive his spirit, he will change your situation. Please don't reject the spirit of the Lord and the baptism in his name. Because all too often we see the importance of the water and the spirit. We see when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they crossed the Red Sea. That represented their baptism, the water. They had to go through the water. Red represented blood. So we see even back then the blood of Christ being over Israel. Even all the way back then, there was a pillow of, of, of cloud that fought, that led them by day and a pillar of fire that followed them by night represented the Holy Ghost and fire. So we see water and spirit all the way to the beginning of the Bible. And we fast forward to the New Testament, we still see water and spirit. You can't separate them. They go hand in hand. They go together. So I'm praying that we would put on the whole armor of God because God wants to equip us for this battle because it's going to be a battle to make it out of this world. It's going to be a battle. But the victory is already won if we put on Christ. If we try to keep, if we try to put on our own armor because it's not going to work because we see David, he didn't put on any physical armor, but he put on that spiritual armor, which was the Lord Jesus. So if we'll put on our spiritual armor today, God will equip us with everything we need, everything we need.
So I, I just wanted to look at those things. Um, I could definitely go on and on, but I just wanted to look at those things. Um, I give Melvin a chance to say something because I've been talking for a long time now. Well, it hasn't been that long compared to your standards. <laughs> but, I mean, I really don't have anything to say shockingly. I don't. Well, it's a lot of things that definitely can be said. But as always, I just pray that you get into the book. As the topic said, states, uh, well, dealing with our topic, um, I pray that we put on the whole armor of God because there's too many people riding their bike a thousand miles per hour and they don't have a helmet on. <laughs> and the same can be said, they don't have any um, elbow pads on. So. As stated throughout the scripture numerous times, one without the other will not work. So I pray that we get the whole armor because that's the only way that we can make it. There's a lot of other places in the Bible. We haven't even scratched the surface of the amount of places that baptism can be referenced and getting the Holy Ghost can be referenced. <clears throat> it's all through the scripture. We just have to take the time to read it and study it and let God open our understanding. But in order for that to happen, we actually have to want it. We actually have to want it more than making a lot of money at our job or getting that school degree. Mm -hmm. We put that stuff over God all, all the time. So when we put him at the head of our lives, because um, as Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 states, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things should be added unto you. So once we seek him, all the things that we're we working four and five jobs to get, he'll give it to us. We just have to seek him first. We're killing ourselves mental, mentally and physically, worrying about stuff. As I said earlier, working three, four, five jobs. <laughs> I don't even know how that's possible, but people people do it. People say that they have to hustle. God put this hustle in me. I see that all the time. I mean, He did, but we're putting it to the wrong to the wrong things. He wants the hustle to be in studying this Bible to make sure that we're getting it right. Because all the things that we attain on this earth, we can't bring it into heaven with us. Can't bring it into hell, God forbid, if some of us go down there. But I mean, that's all I really have to say. Um, as we see in the, as we have seen the people in Acts chapter eight and Acts chapter ten, they did not have the full armor. They had one without the other. I pray that we get the full armor. I pray that we all go down in the water, to the water in Jesus' name. Is when we, we we are buried with him, we are buried with him in baptism. We are buried unto his death. And we put away our old self. Uh I don't think the comments are showing up on here, but I see somebody commenting on the video. Can you mind going to see what that comment is saying? Mm -hmm. uh, they said they they're having trouble with Facebook comments for whatever reason. It should be on mine. Oh, he just said, my boy Melvin, <laughs> Blake Carroll. Appreciate that, Blake. I don't know. They got to fix that. But I pray that um, we all got something from th this message. Um, and it's definitely even more that we didn't cover that we can that can be taken from um, David and Goliath. Especially, well, for instance, of how David was even chosen. 
it's a lot more things. So that's all I really have to say. So Tony, if you had anything else, um, floor just, is given back to you. Thank you. I'm gonna just make sure nobody commented on. The yeah, page. one time we had somebody comment right when we got off. And as always, um, we appreciate the comments and we appreciate the questions. So if you have a question about any scripture or if you want to get baptized and receive the Holy Ghost, our inboxes are always open. If you want us to dedicate a whole live stream or a whole Bible study on Tuesday to a topic that you want answered, that you want to know about, please let us know. Because nine times out of ten, somebody else is going to have that exact same question and are not going to feel comfortable or they're afraid of what other people may think of them when they ask. So never know when other people have the same question as you. So don't hesitate to ask. So if that is it, then... I just wanted to say one last thing. Go ahead. I'm, I'm desperately hoping that someone out there, even if you don't believe the things that we say, I'm hoping that you would search the scriptures to see if they be true. Um, because a lot of times we may not believe some things initially. I know it's happened to me a lot of times. Yeah. I didn't necessarily believe it when I first heard it, but when I went to the scriptures, I couldn't argue with it. I could not, I could not deny it. So I'm praying that we would accept water baptism in Jesus' name because that's the only way that we see it in the scripture. That's the reason it's no coincidence that David found five stones and the stone was represented by Jesus or the stones represented Jesus. So we see it over and over how water plays a role, how the Holy Ghost plays a role. So I'm praying that we don't reject the Holy Ghost nor baptism. Stephen was talking to a group of people, the chief priests, uh, elders and scribes, and he told them, he said, you stiff neck and uncircumcised at heart you always reject the Holy Ghost. And today we find the same thing. People always rejecting the Holy Ghost, always rejecting water baptism, and thinking that they already, they don't need these things. So I'm praying that if you would get in the scriptures and accept what you find, we'll see that both of these are equally important that we need them both. Again, Jesus himself said we must be born again of water and spirit. He said we must do it. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And you have to do both. You have to repent, get baptized in Jesus' name, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. There's a lot of ands in the Bible. So I just wanted to say that last thing before we got off the air. Uh, but... I'm praying that everybody would continue to seek God, or if you have not, even if you just want to start trying to make your way to God, please reach out. Reach out to us. Reach out to somebody. Because God is calling. He's reaching out to you. He's waiting for you to reach back out to him. So it's so many things people are struggling with, addictions, hard times, not sure how they're going to pay bills, how they're going to eat, how they're going to feed their children, how they're going to keep their house. So many things, how they're going to keep their apartment. So many things people are struggling with. How are they going to uh, get transportation? So many things people are struggling with. 
that God wants to take that burden off of your shoulders. Only if you do his will, though. Only if you follow his plan will everything work. And you may not even understand how it's going to work, but it'll work. Because God cannot lie. So I just wanted to leave everyone with that. And uh, I'll let Melvin wrap it up. So as we always say, if you haven't gone to the water and got... If you if you haven't gone into the water in Jesus' name, then I pray that you do that. If you haven't gotten the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, then I pray that you do that as well. And yep, that is going to be it. Um, we appreciate all of the feedback and all of the questions, and we appreciate the ones who watch our live streams and the ones who go back and watch it later. And we definitely appreciate the people who take the time out of their busy day to come to our actual in-person Bible studies on Tuesdays. Sometimes we talk about the same thing we talk about on here. Sometimes, mostly, most of the time, it's a different subject. So we definitely appreciate it. And I pray that you guys have a blessed rest of the day yes. and a blessed weekend. And for those of you who are coming to our Tuesday Bible study, we'll definitely see you guys there. See you there. So thank you. God bless you guys.